and my catalyst, and I tell people this all the time, was that my son was getting married, and I said, oh my gosh, those pictures are gonna be horrible. <laughs> the mother-son dance thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna be horrible, this is not gonna work. So I told myself I was gonna lose weight, and I lost 40 pounds. Age is just a number. You're never too old to learn. You're never too old to improve yourself. It doesn't stop just because you turn 30 or because you turn 40 or because you turn 50. Um, it doesn't. You can keep on going. When you stop getting better, you stop being good. Whether you're talking about your work job, at your job, if you're either talking about your relationship with your family, whether you're talking about your relationship with God, or whether you're talking about the gym, I always strive to do one more double under, run one more second, lift two more pounds. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. I have a special guest today, Ruth Ann Golson. She lost 40 pounds in her fitness journey and is an inspiration. I hope you enjoy. My name is Ruth Ann Golson. I am 53 years of age. Um, I'm a retired Marine. I have 11 grandchildren and three great-grandchildren and three sons. Um, I currently work um, at for the University of Texas. Um, I order supplies, chemical supplies, and keep appointments for three different professors at the university. So, how long ago were you? Did you serve in the Marine Corps? I retired thirteen years ago. Wow. Fourteen. And how many years did you serve? I did twenty years. Um, my husband's a little crazier. He did thirty-two. What did y'all meet in the Marine Corps? We met in the Marine Corps, um, the furthest south I'd ever lived, and the furthest north he'd ever lived. Um, so he's well, very southern. And where, so where, where all have y'all lived? And well, honestly, believe it or not, um, because of his MOS, he traveled a lot. His um, his his job, especially in the Marine Corps, he traveled a lot, and because of that, I ended up staying stateside most of the time. Um, I did work with a lot of units that I sent overseas. I was a recruiter for seven years, and so a lot of the guys I put in the Marine Corps went to combat, but um, I was actually with the combat unit, but I was the only female in that unit. Out of 800 people, I was the only female. Wow. What led you to go to the Marine Corps? Like, where did that come from? Well, back in the 80s, when I was getting out of high school, the only way to go to college was either to get um, a scholarship or to get a loan. And at that time, you had to get a personal loan from the bank. And um, computer technology wasn't what it is today, and they lost my application for scholarship money, so I had to get a loan, and I didn't want to do that. So I knew if I joined the military that they would, after four years or six years of service, they would keep pay, help me pay for college. So I joined the Marine Corps, and after the first tour, um, life changes, and you just change with it, and I didn't get out. At the end of my second tour, I was halfway to retirement, so I stayed for the next 10. And actually, the second, the third tour is where I met my husband, so um, there's a reason for everything. That was so. a good thing. Yeah, and how long have you and your husband been married? We have been married for 22 years. Wow. And so you have two children? We have a total of three children all together. Okay. Um, and then we have, the, um, between the three boys, we have the 11 grandchildren and the three great-grandchildren. And you were telling me your son just had twins. Yes, he just had twins, and that's really why we came here. We were living in Mississippi. Um, and my husband works either on the road or out of the house. I mean, so he can live anywhere. And I kept telling that when our youngest, which is my baby, has children, that I want to be closer to them because I want to see them grow up. So um, when they got pregnant, I was like, I told you, I'm coming back. So um, we actually got back here when the babies were 10 days old to live. So wow. I was really happy. Oh, that's got to be so awesome. So let's now kind of shift gears, talk about your fitness journey. So when did that start? You were in the Marine Corps, so obviously you were working out 
You oh. have to work out in the Marine Corps. It's part of your daily thing. They can weigh you in any day of the week they want to. So not only do you have to be physically fit, you have to be um, you have to be within a certain weight standard. And so for the 20 years I was in, I was constantly on the scale every day, making sure I was within those standards. And I always was. And then when I retired, um, I went back to college, and then you just kind of start slowing down. And then I won't lie, um, I was still running, and I was going to a, a big box gym where you go anytime you want to and do what you want to do, but there's no one there pushing you. Um, and my catalyst, and I tell people this all the time, was that my son was getting married, and I said, oh my gosh, those pictures are going to be horrible. <laughs> the mother-son dance thing, I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible. This is not going to work. So I told myself I was going to lose weight, and I lost 40 pounds of the weight I'd gained after I retired, and, but it was through my diet and then through my exercise, but it was mostly running. And then a girlfriend of mine who I encouraged to go running told me I should try CrossFit. Her CrossFit gym was like 30 miles from my house, so I just found one that was close to our house. And um, the town we lived in only had two gyms. So I went to one of those and I tried it and I was like, I think I can do this, I like it. Um, I like the competitiveness of it where you push yourself. And so um, I joined that gym and I won't lie, when I moved from Mississippi to Texas, that was the hardest thing I did. Selling my house, getting a new job, telling my friends goodbye, because military, we move all the time, so we're used to that. None of that bothered me. Leaving my gym bothered me. I literally cried mm. when I left the gym. I was like, I can't believe I'm leaving it. So I came to here, and I tried out six gyms. And everyone has that, you know, you can try it for one week free. So I kind of knew what I thought I liked, and so I tried the different gyms out, and this is by far the one that I felt best fit me and what I was looking for. Um, and because I was able to come for a week, I could I seen several different coaches. I didn't just see the same coach. And I was just amazed at the form that they, when they when you start the class, how you spend 15 minutes working on your form for whatever exercise you're gonna be doing. And I thought, man, this is really cool. And I know I have, I have improved my form, and because I've improved my form, I've improved my, my weights or my speeds because they focus on making sure your form is correct for safety and for just the right form. Um, so I knew that I was going to find a gym when I got here, and I just feel like I'm really happy to find this one. Oh, just, well, that's so great. I remember just, w yeah. when you came and you told me exactly what you just said, that leaving your gym was so hard. It was and, hard. And I know that, you know, that, that's a that's the beauty of this thing, right, of CrossFit and community. Oh, it's just time. You know, you do definitely form great relationships, and and when you leave, it's so hard because you do leave your family. It's a family. It really is. You you get a connection to the people, and um, they're texting, "Hey, you going to class today? Oh, I can't go to this class. I'm going to this class." And even their children. Um, it's really funny because someone like, "Well, where's Miss Ruth Ann today?" You know, uh -huh. and it's so funny. You just like you can't believe that these these people are um, they and they, and you push each other to succeed. It's not just that you see them at the gym, but you push each other. To succeed at what you're doing, whether you're double doing double unders, whether you're running, whether you're lifting a weight. Um, if I can't do the weight, someone's there encouraging me to do the weight. If I if I can do the weight, I'm encouraging somebody else to do it. And um, I like that part about it. That um, my mantra, if I had one, would be probably um, that when you stop getting better, you stop being good. Whether you're talking about your work job at your job, if you're either talking about your relationship with your family, whether you're talking about your relationship with God or whether you're talking about the gym. I always strive to do one more double under, run one more second, lift two more pounds, or if you can't do it, then you show somebody else how to do it. Um, 
you just being you're being a better person all around. Yeah. Life. So you know, I, right now you said you're 53 years old. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I love that mindset of if you're not getting better, kind of you're going backwards. You're going backwards. And so yes. you know, in the gym, you know, what made me want to ask you to do this interview was watching you do this 17.5 RX. <laughs> and I was like, Ruth Ann is doing RX, you know, 350 double unders, you know, 90 thrusters at 65 pounds. So where where do you get that drive? Where does that come from? I mean, you're obviously very I think part driven. of it is my family. Growing up, um, I had four brothers and a sister. And my sister is a really girly girl. And I had four brothers. And we grew up on a farm. We all had chores to do. And our dad never said, oh, you're a girl, you get to do this thing because it's easier. It was, you got to milk the cows, you got to bale the hay. And so um, you said to do it. And it wasn't, oh, you're smaller, so you get to do less. No, you're doing the same thing at the same time. So you just got to learn to push yourself. And then it almost becomes a pride thing. Like, I know I can do as much as you. Not that maybe not the heavy weight, but I can do just as much as you. And I'm going to show dad or mom that I'm just as good. And then that transferred into the Marine Corps. Like I said, I was the only female in a unit of 800. And so they were constantly testing me to see if I was as good as them. Not better, but just as good as them. And um, so my mindset was, I am just as good, and sometimes I'm better than you. And so that's just has always been, I, I want to prove I'm the best I can be. I don't, um, I look at myself every day and say, what can I do better here? What can I do better here? I don't worry about the guy next to me. I'm glad they're doing good, and I'll encourage them to do good, but I want to keep bettering myself. I know one day I will slow down. I hope it's not soon. <laughs> I want to make the games. I want to be, I want to make the next level of competition. And so that's my goal for next year. Because um, I look at my numbers and the books and stuff, and I've got a couple things i got to work on. My, uh, I can't kip. Oh, my gosh. The Marine Corps, you're not allowed to. So for 20 years, you can't kip. So I'm returning my brain. I can kip. And... Um, between kipping and handstand push-ups, I think if I can get those two things down, I think I, I'm actually. I think I, I think I can get to the the next level. Not okay, the, so where did you? You mean the qualifier? The qualifier. Yeah. Right. So where? So did you see today where you ended up? Um. In your this age This morning group? I looked at. I was like number four hundred and something. So two hundred's yeah. not far. Last year I was nine hundred. Wow! <laughs> High so five see? for you. Goodness so gracious. I want to, so um, the open this year was a huge milestone for you oh yeah yeah it is I, I like it every year when I see it because I I like to see where I'm at and it doesn't it's just to see where I'm at and no one else needs to know where I'm at it's just for me and so I can go back and look at my numbers okay like my goal is to get faster and stuff and do 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 another rep or do more double unders um, the first time I did double unders for time it took me 10 minutes to do 100 and my coach was like, you're going to time out? And I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this. I had the marks all over my legs and everything, but I finished them. And I didn't care because I finished them. And then after that, I was just like, now you got to get better. you got to get better. Like I said, I know one day I'm going to slow down, but it's not today. No. And it's not tomorrow. No, not the way you look doing this, I, these I just, workouts. You definitely are not slowing down. I just like it. So let's, you, you, you're, you told me earlier your son got married two years ago. Yes. And then you told me that you started CrossFit, or you started kind of your fitness journey because you you wanted to look great for look his great. wedding. Correct. Okay. Correct. So you lost 40 pounds somewhere there. I did. So um, I want to hear a little bit about that, like even the... Well, I started looking at weight loss programs. 
Okay, and I know a lot of it's really, it's really about portion control. Okay, like I said, in the Marine Corps, I watched everything I did and made sure I ran every day and exercised all the time. I was, um, I taught swimming for the Marine Corps. So I was in the pool or running every day. And like I said, you get out and you just kind of, okay, I don't have to do that for time anymore and no one's really watching what you're doing. So I slowly just put on 40 pounds. And I mean, I've only been retired 13 years. In, in like nine years, I put all this weight on. I was like, oh my gosh, if I keep doing this, I'm gonna be really bad in a couple of years. And then um, it's not, that's not healthy. So like I said, it's, it's, um, I looked at it and I said, okay, first off, I gotta lose the weight. And running's not doing it, because I'm already running, but I was running slow. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go on a diet, and I looked at all the different fad diets they got out there, and I was like, that's not what I want. And I've never tried one, so I said, you know what, I'm just gonna try and look at healthy options. You know, your grilled foods and your, your, your vegetables and more of them, but I mean, more steamed vegetables, but smaller portions. And the other thing I read up, and I'm not even sure where I read it, but you know, make sure you have a snack in between there, and drink your water. I won't lie, I know I wasn't drinking enough water. So now I, I have a point of drinking my 24 ounces on the clock every day. I look at the clock, oh, it's 10 minutes to 10, I have to finish that water yet, and I didn't finish it yet. And I finish it just so I make sure I get my ounces in, and I shoot for 100 ounces every day, so that I know that I'll get the water in, because that does do a lot to flush everything out, and just probably to keep you full, because you're not really, a lot of times they say when you're hungry, you're really not hungry, you're really thirsty, is what I read. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna make sure I drink. I try to drink first if I think I'm hungry, to see that works. And um, and I lost the 40 pounds, and then my goal was to keep it off. So yes, I do weigh myself daily. <laughs> <laughs> and people would tell you that's a bad thing, but I did in the Marine Corps for 20 years. I just got in the habit when I first got out, because I was like, I don't have to do that anymore. But I still do. That doesn't mean I'm gonna change how I eat today. I just, I, I, it's, it's my way to keep myself in check. Um, so losing that 40 pounds, would you say it was primarily changing your eating habits? It was changing my eating habits. It really, I would say 90% of that. Because like I said, I already went to the gym. I was going to the gym every day with my husband at 4 in the morning and getting on an elliptical machine for 45 minutes and then doing a core workout, my sit-ups and stuff, because I do those all the time. So I know I could do that. But all that was hiding under fat. So, I mean, the endurance part was there. The 45 minutes on the elliptical is hard it can go. And I was like, okay, what else? What else can I do? But I wasn't ready to push myself any further. So I started, it was the eating. It was all the eating. And probably the biggest, the hardest part about that is when you're married, my husband didn't change his diet. And so he's like, hey, you wanna go to eat? Uh, what? No, no, we can't do that today. Okay, you can have a drink? Well, I won't lie, I can have a drink. But I don't have to have three drinks. I can have one drink. I've never drank soda, so that wasn't a big deal. That I did wasn't a big thing. Um, I'm not a big chocolate eater. But I, I would just say it's portion control. How long did it take you to lose the 40 pounds? Um, it took me seven and a half months. I only know because I knew when the wedding was, and I knew when I had to have a dress bought by to make sure it was going to fit me. And so when I woke up one day, I said, okay, the son's getting married in January. It was literally January the, the year before. I said, okay. I can't, there's no more excuses. You can't just say, I'm gonna lose it eventually. You know you have to start. And you can't lose weight fast, because if you do, it won't stay off. You gotta lose it slowly and doing the right things. And so by July of that year, I lost my weight and was went and talked to the bro- mother of the bride, figured out my dress color, went and got my dress altered in October, and the lady's like, are you sure you're not gonna gain weight? I said, I'm not gaining that weight back. I made the mistake of gaining it to begin with, and I'm not gonna go back down that road. 
and so um, it's been a little over three years since. So I yeah, it. so I, I I'm trying to follow the timeline, but did he get married January 2015? Yes. So then that would have been July 2014. And then October 2014, you know, you get with, where I was at, where I wanted to be. How did you feel at his wedding? Oh man, I felt like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really, really good. Um, and I look at the pictures of it. I like the pictures of it. And um, some people would were teasing my husband, "Did you get a new wife?" Because they'd seen me get the weight, and no one's going to tell you that you're getting fat or anything. But you look at the pictures from beforehand and you know you are. And I, I, I keep one of those pictures on the refrigerator. And it's not a super, I mean, it's 40 pounds, but I keep it on my refrigerator to remind myself, you don't want to go back to that. And it's real simple not to go back to that. Um, just don't. So you've kept the weight off. I've kept the weight off the whole time. When did you find the CrossFit gym? This particular gym? No, no, the uh, the one from... Um, it was actually literally... Um, after your son's wedding? After my son's wedding. I... Um, I was encouraging my girlfriends to run, and because I run, and so I'm fine with that. And some of my girlfriends were trying to find a way to get in shape, and I didn't even know about CrossFit. So um, I encouraged them to do the couch to 5K with me. I would run in the morning by myself, and then in the afternoon, there's about four of us. I'd take them out running with me to encourage them to do that couch to 5K, just so they could get somewhere on their journey. Well, one of the girls in that group did it with me for about four months, and then she said it was just too much, and so she thought. Um, this CrossFit thing would be easier so she asked her sister and I'm glad she did it was not easier but she she swallowed the pill or you know whatever you want to call it she she bought it hook line and sinker and then um, she told me she said you should try that with and it was September and I was like really I said I don't know and I said your gym's awful far away from my house I said so I'm all about convenience and I, I work already an hour from the office so I found the two only gyms in our small town that had CrossFit and both of them were under a year old. One was four months old and one was like eight months old. So it's not a new, it's not a new concept in Mississippi where I'm from. Um, understand the place I came from in Mississippi is number one in the state for obesity and diabetes. And so to be fit in that town doesn't take a whole lot. So I think that's probably why the CrossFit gym's not very old. But the owner's a really, really nice young man. And so I said, well, I'll try it out. Then I did, I've done three competitions at that gym, um, and every one of them, I won't lie, I came in fourth place. I'm okay with that. Um, I was, um, but every time I've gone, I'm competing with the people in their 20s and 30s because it's a partner workout, and my partner's always in their 20s. <laughs> if I could have competed at my age, I think I could have knocked that out of the ballpark. I mean, I just really do. But I felt pretty good coming in fourth place with these young kids. Like one example is the girl; she was back squatting my deadlift, and I was like. Uh, we are in so much trouble. Wow. Yeah, she got 13, got first place, but we got fourth. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was, she was mad about it, but I was happy with it. I was like, okay, you understand they're like 25 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, I'm, I'm trying to stay competitive with them. I know I can't beat them, but I try to stay competitive with so them. So the open's probably nice because you get to see how you stack up against yes, your age group. Yes, I do like that because I, I like to look out here, I'm comparing against my age group. And even last year when I did it, I noticed that um, a lot of the top competitors, and at least it seems like they come from Texas. Hmm. I mean, because I'm still in the same region. That yeah, I was in Mississippi. that's right. That's right. You're and right. So um, bigger state, yeah, more people. bigger state. I mean, I, I won't lie. I was number one in Mississippi last year. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> but there's probably 15 women that did it. I don't know. There wasn't a lot. And here, the numbers are bigger. You're um, you're in a bigger pond. 
but I like it. So did you pick up double unders right away? Kick uh, and pull up? <laughs> no. <laughs> I get so mad at them double unders, and every time I'd miss it, and I remember the day I got my first one, my coach was like, you did it! But I literally just stopped because I was so amazed I did one. I was like, I did one. And the coach was like, well, do another. I was like, but I just did one. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> and so, um, and after that, I refused to go back to doing the singles. Even though the workout said you could do double the singles, they did doubles. Again, I, I got to get better at it. And I'm not going to get better if I don't try. So until I got them where I felt comfortable, every time I came to the gym before the actual workout, I spent at least five minutes trying to do at least 30 or 40 double unders. It didn't matter how long it took, I would just do them. Because I knew I had to start doing them more and more. What about like pull-ups and... I can do a dead hang pull-up, but I can't kip. That's my um, my goal for this next year. Is a part of the mind block, because the Marine Corps says you're, you're not allowed to ever kip. I mean, literally, it's um, for the physical fitness test, you have to do pull-ups. But if you kip, it does, it's a no rep. Wow. And so, like, retrain the brain, you can do a kip. No, I can't, I can't. So um, that was probably the biggest obstacle. But because I was never allowed to kip, I didn't know how to. So now it's just a, a movement thing. Um, I didn't do gymnastics when I was younger, and I know a lot of it has to do with the movement and learning how to do a movement. So right now I'm working with the coaches on doing with two bands. And I've just, this last week, gotten where I'm doing that push away right. Yep. So, because um, I know I have the strength. I just I just have to get that keeping in there. Um, I went from doing no handstand push-ups to doing a four-mat handstand push-up to doing two-mat handstand push-up. Um, but I haven't got any better yet, but I'm still working that one. So what, I mean, it sounds so, like CrossFit has been such a big um, recreational, fun it activity is. and something that you love. What has it taught you about yourself? That there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. And even if you can't do a movement, doesn't mean you can't teach somebody else to do the movement. I won't lie, I, I was here at the gym one day and one of the coaches, um, I was working with Matt and he was helping me get my handstand push-ups and I hadn't gotten them yet. I was doing them wrong. So he told me what I was doing wrong and I was able to do it really good. I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. did it with two minutes. <laughs> and so then I was talking with one of the other athletes and she'd never done one. And I said, well, this is what Matt told me. And so she did it like, bam. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> and then she just laughed. She said, well, you know what they say. Some people can. If you can, if you know how to do it, you do it. And if you don't, you teach or something. I was that like, is awesome, Ruthanne. But I was so proud. That I was proud of her that she did it. I was like, yes. So, um. I, I think that it teaches that you can you can you can be good at what you're doing, but you can also encourage others to be good, and I think that's part of the reason I like coming. Because sometimes I know I can do stuff, and sometimes I purposely come when I know I can't do the workout, <laughs> because I want to see if I can get if I can learn one more thing today about whatever it is I can't do, so the next time I'll be that much better closer to getting to it. Um, and I think it's cool that we don't always learn just from the coaches; we learn from each other. Like, well, well, how are you doing that? And you watch one athlete do it, and you watch another athlete do it, and they do it just a little bit different. And sometimes it's just that little bit different that clicks for you or for me. And also I'm like, whoa, I got that part. And so that's really cool. And so um, age is just a number. You're never too old to learn. You're never too old to improve yourself. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, when you're out there, you honestly, like Saturday, you worked out with Selena and Jordan yes. on the team workout. And honestly, I was like, man, Ruthanne's just hanging with both of them. Like, you just felt like you were there. At, you know, they're, they're yeah. I don't know how old they are exactly, probably uh, 27, 25. Um, 
It one's not even eighteen. No, Jordan White. Oh, Jordan, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. No, I, was with, I was with I was with Kelsey. Kelsey, was that's right. I was with Kelsey. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So you were with Kelsey, and then your other partner. And, and, and it was Selena. And Selena, that's so right. So it was like totally the, the the grandma and the granddaughter <laughs> and, and the daughter-in-law or something. But I always like it because again, we're all encouraging each other to do to get better at it. And I mean, Selena is amazing, amazing person so um and i can do a rope climb when i'm not tired but when i get tired they just don't come and so i was watching her do them and and trying to learn her technique from my technique and again we're just learning from each other which is what i really like about it it doesn't matter that they're younger than me i'm learning from them i was actually amazed at some of your coaches like you're not even 19 the coaches are in their 20s it's like man gosh these guys are just babies but they're not they've been doing cross for like two three years yeah. and they're amazing at it and I don't think any of the coaches see a number either. I think what the coaches see when they're coaching is they just see a person who is determined to do something better. And so they're pushing that person to do better um, when they know the person, that's what the person's wanting. That they, um, that they can see the people that are trying to, to just just improve themselves. Yeah, and uh, so that kind of gives me a, the next question. So the title of the podcast is Building Better People. When you came to the gym, I don't know if you saw that right away or if you've kind of looked I've seen it like, in yeah, the wall. In the wall. And one of the things, you know, especially with this podcast, you know, as I was thinking about what to call this podcast, and it just was like obvious to me. It's like building better people because, Definitely. you know, we believe that if you're exercising, if you're eating healthy, and if you're um, taking care of your health, that you're going to become a better version of you. Yes. And so you remember... 40 pounds ago. Yes. And um, how, how is that statement true for you? How, do you? how does doing this on a daily basis, even today in your new fit body, make you a better version of you? Um, I know that I can do things. And even when I don't, if I'm not sure I can do something, whether it's at work or whether it's something with my husband or with the grandkids, I'm not afraid to try it. Because, okay, well, I don't know if I can do it. Let me, I think I can do that. But if I can't do it, I don't feel like I'm a failure. And there might have been a time in my life where I thought I was a failure because I couldn't do stuff. But I know that just because I failed the first time doesn't make me a failure. It just means I've got to try it again and try harder. Um, I also think I'm a better person as far as a um, a, um, a co-partner um, inspiration type thing. I know I'm not a coach, but I think I, I'd like to think that I inspire people to be better themselves because sometimes when I'm running... <laughs> And I pass up one of the young people. I'm like, don't let the old lady beat you. <laughs> and it's really funny because they just look at me like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, and sometimes like, how old are you? And they'll ask me that. And so um, I think it makes me better in that I can help them to say that, okay, I'm only 18 or I'm only 30, but I can be that kind of person when I'm in my 50s. Um, they'll tell me sometimes how old their parents are. And they're like, oh, my mom can never do this. She's 45. I'm like, what? And then they realize like, that I'm already older than that. So I think it... Um, I hope I inspire them to keep doing what they're doing in their gym and their everyday life because it doesn't stop just because you turn 30 or because you turn 40 or because you turn 50. Um, it doesn't. You can keep on going and you might be slower, but you don't have to quit. Um, and I, I really do hope that I can be an inspiration to people to keep on, um, at, at least in the gym and keeping their diet and, and, and maintaining their health and fitness. Because I can tell you, it's, it's done a lot for me. Um, I used to take pills for my headaches. I took them every day. I don't take them anymore. So whether I think that was really the diet change, 
I really mm. was. Um, I had a lot of allergy type stuff. I don't have those. Again, I think it's maybe it was food related, but I think I'm a better person by coming here and working for myself. I think anytime you improve yourself and you feel better about yourself, you can do better at work, you can do better at home, but without even knowing it, you can inspire other people to be a better person. Yeah. Just try the gym even. That's great. No, and I guarantee you you're an inspiration to people that even outside of the gym that you come across on a daily basis, you know, just in the, the, they know kind of what you do and just the level of passion you have for life. And I think just when you do this, you probably just have a more positive outlook and a more positive attitude with the people that you interact with, which is inspiring. You know, when you're around somebody who's always in a good mood and encouraging and uplifting and, you know, I think the gym absolutely adds to that for a lot of people. So I'm sure it's it a, if that, every time I've talked to you, you're so positive, you're so smiling. And I know that that's how you are with all your um, your family, your friends. Um, okay. It's not lazy. <laughs> what? You know that? It takes 12 muscles to, it takes 72 muscles to frown. Did you know that? I've heard this saying before. And it takes 12 muscles to smile. Yeah. That's right. So you can just tell people you're being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use that from now on. So um, you, did you set any goals coming into 2017? Did you have anything that you really wanted to accomplish? Um, for 2017, starting January, yes. What it was? I, um, I didn't quite make them. My first ones I wanted to do. I mean, I did better on the games, but I wanted to get to that next level. But I do know where my, my, but I did go from four mats to two mats. But my goal for this this year, 2017, for CrossFit would be get where I can do real pull-ups, kipping pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> and to do handstand push-ups, whether it's just even one without the mat. Um, those are my goals. So I know this is going to take upper body strength and mobility stuff. So I'm really excited to figure out what I need to go on my next level. I did talk to a couple of the coaches and I told them after the games that I wanted to um, talk to them about doing some one-on-one training to get that part better. Because I know that what we're doing in the gym is great, but I know that that's a part of my body that needs more work. So um, I've talked to the coaches and I told them after the games are over, I want to talk to you about getting some special training because I wanted to achieve that goal. You know, I have a guy that I train and he uh, kind of on this, like you're talking about specialized training and one-on-one or just more focused in in training. He wants to get a bar muscle up. And so that's his goal right now. And he's 58 years old. And uh, he he just PR'd his max pull-ups. He can do 18 pull-ups in a row. And but he's so determined to get a bar muscle up, and he asked me, you know, how long it would take, and and I told him, I said, you know, somebody following general programming, CrossFit programming, I mean, I'm talking from like the very beginning to getting that bar muscle up, yeah, day one of bar muscle up, probably 18 months to two years, you know, we're talking day one, because in CrossFit we're not, it's not like every week or every training session we're saying, okay, this is what you do for bar muscle ups. You know, it's like they, you- You're constantly varied. Yeah, and you gotta get chest to bars before you get bar muscle ups, you know? So there's a progression. Um, But I told him, because me and him are gonna focus on it in our training, that we could do that in six months, you know? And so we're gonna focus on the next 90 days on chest to bars, you know, because he's already got a great kip. He's doing 18 in a row, so he's obviously strong. Upper body strength is there. Now it's gonna be 
technical. technical. And so, um, and, and just getting familiar with the movement. And so, and then the next three months on chest bars and then the following three months on bar muscle-ups. And so you're bringing up something I think a lot of times people don't realize, which is you will definitely get better over time by showing up and doing the workouts. But when you have a specific goal, like handstand push-ups or pull-ups or double unders or they don't all require hiring a coach one-on-one to do but they do require you putting forth extra work yes more than just the classes um and and it also needs to be you know i think at some point probably need to have a conversation with the coach because you don't want to be in here two hours, you know, working on something and then it turns out in the workout, we're doing something that's gonna tax those muscles even more and then you're hurt. So do something smart. But that idea of extra work, you know, in order to accomplish goals faster, you said it when with double unders, you'd come in for five minutes. I mean, double unders honestly is not gonna just say easy, okay? But come on, everybody can buy a jump rope. Everybody can work on them 10 minutes a day. I and bought my you, jump rope. And if you day. work on your double unders 10 minutes a day, you'll have them in 30 days. Everybody, 100%. And so it just goes back to, do I want to put the 10 minutes in? You right. Know? Do I want do to I do want the extra, extra work? 10 minutes. And so that, that extra, I'm glad you brought up extra focus training for goals, for achieving the goals, specific goals. Um so let's say the final question, you know, you're 53, you started CrossFit after 50, yes. you know, and you lost a lot of the weight after, after 50, um, an age where a lot of people would say, you know what, it's over, you know, there's no hope for me. You know, so many people struggle with that idea that it's possible for them. A lot of people think that it's, they're too late, you know, whether it's to start working out or to lose weight. And so for you, having done it, and now you're, I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast knows that not only are you doing it, you're like excited about it. You, awesome. you know, you're talking about like handstand pushups and uh, pull-ups and double-unders. Like, like they're just, you know, going to the grocery store and, and it's so cool, you know, because I love that. Um, but how can you kind of even address the person who's really feeling like, it's past their time. Like they can it's never. It's never too late to start. I've literally talked to a couple of ladies who I met at my office because they're trying to figure out because they found out they were like just a couple years younger than me, and they're like, "We're younger than you." Oh, well, how did you get in the shape? So I started telling them like, "Well, I don't think I can do that." And I told them to start slow, okay? Like this one lady was trying to tell me how to do a plank and she couldn't do it because she watched the Oprah Winfrey show and it didn't work. I said, "Well, I said, why don't you do it this way instead of going on your elbows, go on your hands. It's easier." So she did, she said, oh, it's easier. I said, well, get that down really good first. And then start the, the arms down. I said, or, I even told her about your other gym, Boom Fit. I said, listen, I said, this is where you can start out at. I said, it's a little smaller classes. It's not as intense. I said, they do lighter weights. They do easier movements. I said, start there. I said, because a lot of people start there and then realize that they're, they're wanting something more. I said, then go to the right, right next door is the other part of his gym. I said, but if you stay at Boom Fit, I said, it's awesome. I said, but some people have gone from that Boom Fit to the actual CrossFit part of the box I said and they like it I said but just start out slow it doesn't matter if you're running just walk if you can't run you walk um, I had a girlfriend that um, couldn't even walk to her mailbox and back so we got her where she could go to the mailbox and back she was in really bad shape and she now walks a mile a day 
which um, doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but understand that um, she's lost um, 150 pounds. And she's walking a mile a day to a mile and a half. But four years ago, she couldn't even walk to her mailbox outside her door. It was just, she was that much in such a sad shape. And she didn't think she could do it. So we just would walk to the mailbox with her every day. That's all we did. We walked to the mailbox for like three weeks. We walked to the mailbox and then finally said, okay, when they said, all right, we got to go, we got to go to the next mailbox. We've got to push it. And yeah, she was tired when she got back to the house, but she did it again the next day. So start slow. Numbers, your age is just a number. So if, if your thing is you've never done any exercise, just try, try the walking or, or try to do one sit up. Now, I always tell people if they can't do three minutes of exercise, I tell them to do it during a commercial. That's what I always tell people. Just if you watch TV, get down and do sit-ups during the commercial. Just one commercial, not the whole set. Okay, and you're watching an hour-long show. You have at least three or four sets of commercials. Every time that commercial comes on, do for one commercial and do your sit-ups. You're done. Next week, try to do it for two commercials. I said, believe it or not, people come back. That does, that does work. I did it. And so I'm happy that they're trying something for themselves. I'm not there when they do it, so I believe that they did it, but I just feel good that they're trying to improve themselves, so you're not too old to ever start. Um, my mom doesn't do CrossFit, but I did get her using her broomstick <laughs> to do like back squats and stuff, just to, to get that movement down, because she was having some problems with her legs and stuff, so I told her not to use any weights, and she doesn't have a PVC pipe, so I said, just take the broomstick, mom, and so that's what she was doing, just to try and get some mobility in her, in her body and stuff, and she says it's working, and my mom is 73. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.